You're listening to The Real Short Box, a comic book podcast made for geeks by geeks. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming out and listening here for The Real Short Box. Now, this is uh, one of many of our new uh, live podcasts that we're going to be doing. Uh, basically, this is the first one here at We Can Be Heroes. I don't know if you see the the vast selection back here behind us. Looks All amazing. Heroes. Looks amazing. Uh, so we highly recommend coming out and checking out the shop because it's really cool. Look at this. It is, yeah. So that's exactly what we're going to kind of be talking about, too. We're going to be talking about, of course, comic books, but we're going to talk a, a lot about prospecting tonight. Uh, prospecting on comic books that we feel that are only going to go up in value and that will hopefully retain their value for you throughout your years, well into your golden years, to where you're almost near death, and you need money for that operation. So you can either put yourself uh, in a cryogenic uh, freeze, or um, you can steal the kidneys of a 12-year-old Guatemalan boy. Or you could quite possibly have children and make sure they have Hollywood careers, so then you've got that Hollywood money. Or you could harvest the organs of your children. Because they have the same blood. Man, this type. is just dark. Did you just watch Hostel or something? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Guys, like 15 years ago. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? You know, there's a reason I didn't watch Hostel too. Once the villain started speaking in German, I'm out. Wasn't Hostel the thing with the with the the penis? Ah, it would you have been what? in a I really angry. Was that Hostel too? I think it was two. It was two. Penis. It was two. Yeah. You, you remember we had? Remember Cut back at our penis. old job? They, they had like the Penine? premiere. Yeah, yeah. Eli Roth. At the dome, wasn't it? Or yeah, something? yeah, and they were a little full of themselves, you know. Little, now, they were a little full. Eli, before we get started, guys, we are going to go hot off the presses here. Currently at We Can Be Heroes at 20936 Devonshire Street in Chatsworth, California, where Donald is quite familiar with Chatsworth, California. He came here to work for many, many years with many years. a certain company called the Tea Garden. Many years. Yes, yeah. Um, we got bought out by a, a porn company, and we got moved up here to Chatsworth. And uh, that's where they did that there too? was tea and tea bags. They did that too? Uh, Ke- Kevin, that's approximately one and a half seconds before he mentioned the porn thing. That's true. That's true. That's pretty good. He just had to go there. All right. So, but before we get started <laughs> so here. Did he. That's what she said, right? <laughs> before we get started here, guys, with our uh, prospecting, I want to <laughs> experiment with a nice little new segment here called What is in the Short Box? And What is, is in the Short Box? And this is going to be... The short box that we can be heroes. Now, I'd like to first of all. So wait, wait. This is these are books that are from We Can Be Heroes, correct? Yes, from and We Can Be Heroes. So they're currently on sale. Got it. Okay. Now, cool. We're going to go with some heavy hitters right out of the gate here. I'm going to go with Amazing Spider-Man number five, where we have a first appearance of Doctor Doom. And this Ooh. is is that an eight point zero guys? This is uh this is an early first Doctor Doom appearance outside of the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. it is. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. This is a beautiful. Beautiful book. Look at that. An 8-0. You can't go wrong with an 8-0. Yeah, I don't know if it's a glare. Let me bring it in. This book is about 56, 50, hold on, 57 years old. This is a classic. There we go. That's silver Age book. Look at that. Beautiful, right? Just beautiful, beautiful Silver Age book. Look at Doom over there. A little Doomy. Doom and Gloomy. <laughs> little Victor. Yeah, that's a great one. All right. And then the second book we're going to have up here is an X-Men number 12, a 7.5. This is the origin of Professor X and the first appearance of the Juggernaut. Oh, my good Lord and gravy. The Juggy. Wow, oh, look at this. this. Juggernaut, bitch. Now, this is particularly oh a great one. Um, Jack Kirby did the, did the cover of this. So it's got a 
Kirby had a special talent of making everything seem very dynamic and kind of like it was jumping, jumping off, off the, the page. page. Oh, yeah. Not not so much like Steranko. Steranko worked more with 3D elements and kind of make you trip balls while you're reading it. But um, Kirby was the king. You know, that's why they called him the king, King Kirby. Um, but you just got to, I mean, take a look at this beauty. Look at that. I mean, and let's be real here. <laughs> Guys, can you kind of explain what a seven and a half CGC scale for a book of that age, just how hard that is to find? This is easily, uh, you know, a $1,500 to uh, $1,000 to $1,500 book, depending on where you can find it and if you can find it at a good deal. But yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can find it in the wild in this shape, you're, you're doing well. This is one, it's been on my radar for a while. Unfortunately, it's look at the cover. Look at that cover. There's other books that have also been on my radar and they take precedence above this one. But this is a great book. Look at that cover. You see the red. It's just a beautiful background. Yeah. It's interesting because the first appearance of the Juggernaut, like people obviously know the Juggernaut, but do they understand just how important he is in the X-Men storyline? I mean, he's related to Charles Xavier. Well, stepbrother. Yeah. Close enough. All right. And finally, guys, just to impress Kevin, Next month, the 46th anniversary of Amazing Spider-Man 129, the first appearance of The Punisher. That is a 9.4 out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. That is worth an arm, a leg, and some more. And a 9.4, guys. This is something else. That's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Conway did the story on this. Jerry Conway is a marvelous man. Who you met? Uh, met him at, a, what was it, Long Beach Comic Con. Or was it Comic Expo? It was Long Beach Comic Expo uh, almost a year ago. And uh, he was darling. He was a very nice guy. Uh, yeah, first appearance of the Punisher and the Jackal, which is another uh, kind of an important character. It's going to become more important as we tip our toes into the Ben Riley situation. And how people love the Scarlet Spider and Ben Riley and stuff. I love this cover too, guys. I mean, what a great dichotomy on this cover. You've got Spider-Man being guarded by a sniper rifle in the. I mean, oh, one of the top mm-hmm. Bronze Age books. All right, now I know you guys have been waiting to get into your prospecting here, so have at it. Who wants to go first? And uh, why not you, one, Mr. Don? And let me define to you what prospecting is exactly. It's very similar to a stock market investment, although it is a rare and collectible book investment. We are going to suggest things to you now that are still affordable. You should be buying and you will see a return on investment much faster than you think. I'm talking about six months to a year, possibly two years, depending on the book. But patience, keep in mind, patience. if you do look for a two-year turnaround on the book, that book is more than likely going to be less expensive. And if you're looking six months to a year turnaround, more likely a little more expensive. But I'm just talking, to, we're not talking about Three, four, five hundred dollars here. We're talking about under a no. hundred, more often than not under fifty, and quite a few under thirty. So this is your chance to pay attention and make some money, especially if you're good at selling items on eBay and various other things as such. What you got, Don Juan? What's your first book? Uh well, first of all, when you're talking about prospecting books, it's, it's important to know that um some are obviously going to be more valuable than others, and some are going to carry that value and, and retain it. So if you're looking at uh, books that, that you can make a solid investment in and keep for, for a long while, that, that's an important thing. And that, that would be where I would recommend. Uh, this is my first recommendation of the night. Uh, this is Strange Tales, uh, number 169. Ooh, I got that. This is the first uh, appearance 
of Brother Voodoo. Oh my goodness! Which Kevin apparently has too. Yes, I do. Yeah, this is a this is a beautiful, beautiful book, beautiful cover. Um, Brother Voodoo has yet to appear in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who's Doctor Voodoo? Now, but, but he's coming. He's coming. Um, yeah, he he was uh, he was uh, the uh, he took over for Doctor Strange for a while, so he became the Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. So yeah. Uh, Brother Voodoo is also in recently in the 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 uh, the new Avenger one with Conan, um, Savage Avengers. He's in that right now. So his character's out there. It's it's in the it's in the world. It's in print right now, and and people are taking notice of that that Savage Avengers book. But they're also taking notice of the next Doctor Strange movie. They're thinking, well, who's going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie? What character could appear? Or they could be thinking Disney Plus. Mm. And what's the title of that Doctor Strange film? The Multiverse Mul- of Madness. Right. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse okay. of Madness, which is a really cool title. And we already know it has the first, uh, it's going to have the first time uh, Nightmare has come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's going to be a big book, uh, First Appearance of Nightmare as well to get. But right now we're talking Brother Voodoo. I think Brother, Brother Voodoo is going to be somebody that you can look at as a long term investment. Um, and right now, this book's going. You could probably still catch it for fifty bucks if you're lucky. If you're lucky, but uh, upwards of a hundred right now. It's, it's getting there. Yeah, I'm, it hasn't passed it already. I mean, a hundred dollars is a sizable investment, but we're talking right. about a tremendous payoff here. And we all seen what happened to Morbius. Uh, you know, they showed the trailer and that book, boom, through the roof. Not only that book, by the way, but as our fellow uh, podcast member Jarrett um, mentioned. A ton of other appearances, like uh, f- like crossover from the Darkhold and things like that. All of Morbius's appearances in smaller titles and things are, are blowing up right now too. So this is definitely uh, the one that I would be looking at. This is Strange Tales number one sixty nine. This is First Brother Voodoo. So get this book while you can and set on it. I mean, use your tax refund. Don't physically set <laughs> use on part it. of your tax refund to idea. get this book. Or if you don't get a tax refund, like some people. Maybe just save your money. We don't discuss politics on this show. Let's have real politics. Just a tax refund. There was a tax cut. There's always cut. politics behind tax refunds. There was a tax cut. All right, okay. Donald, you got another book here. I got a few here. I'm going to I'm gonna bring up a few all at once here. If I oh, can. look at this. He is uh, going to splatter you with books right now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. So get oh. those pens out. Get your paper out and start writing. Get something now. to wipe your face with because I'm just going to shoot it at you. You know, you don't have to just... Why, why do we always much. go there? What? We cannot expand our audience if you continue this kind of behavior. We must keep this at a PG. I don't know. I think I can continue. We must keep this, this at a PG thirteen level. Tim PG-13. Tebow, a man who was recently wed to Tell him. Will oh, not be watching our podcast. And I'm fine with that. I don't know why. He's a two time national champion. I who? And he in the NFL? A, NFL, a good NFL player for two years. He got two good years out of the NFL. Sure. <sighs> Different Broncos led him to victory. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got that Super Bowl ring to prove it, right? Well, he missed it by a year or two. Mm, he missed I guess it by he year doesn't. No. He missed it by a year huh. or two. It's okay. okay, moving on. Uh, we're looking we at, like it, Tim. Uh, Don't worry. at first appearances, and we're looking at prospecting books. Prospect Prospecting books are books that are going to go up in value. These books here that I have in my hand, these are uh, these are what I call flippers. These are books that unless you dolphin. really like the story, unless you really like the story, these books are something that once uh, once the Netflix series start to come out, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna start looking at selling. Speaking of dolphins, did you see that documentary, The Cove? 
I've heard about it. Is there it. anything that makes you want to cut your wrist more than that movie? Tim Tebow, maybe. Oh, come wow. on. Come on. All right. Don't so hate on Tim Tebow. So what are we flipping here, sir? Anyway. And our sponsor, by the way, is Starkiss Tuna. So good on that. Well done, Derek. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. Guess oh. we're not putting that advertisement up. Well, um, I guess we'll so. go with Chicken of the Sea. Yeah, I guess. Bumblebee Tuna? Excuse me. Your balls are showing. hi <laughs> We're showing our age here. Okay, so these are what I've got. These are Millar books, or Miller books, depending on how you say his name. Mark Mark Millar, the writer of all of these books, uh, MPH, Reborn, Nemesis, Jupiter Circle, Starlight. All of these books have been mentioned as possible series for Netflix. He's even now in his new comic books that he's putting out. He's listing the titles and saying that all of these are going to be in production for Netflix. There's a shit ton. So what we're seeing is, look, we all know how the MCU within the, the Netflix universe started out, started out super well, right? Then a lot of them kind of took a shit on us. Mm-hmm. Took a hot dump right on our chest. Mm-hmm. We don't, Ryan Frist, yeah, he took a dump on ev- everybody's wow. chest and then rubbed it in. And then to top it off Carl with Hitman. Well, I think if you're under a glass Hitman is not a Marvel thing. It sucks. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so basically these books are going to be books that you're going to want to get right now. Now, I picked these all up uh, pretty much in the 50 cent bin. Like they're they're easily accessible right now, but you got to move on them. You got to move on them like that or they're going to be gone. Especially for the comic book dealer. Or these are going to be 30 to $60 books really easy. So if you get them right now, and you and you sit on them a little bit, you know, not with your buns again. Just mm-hmm. sit on them, stack, put them on a shelf somewhere until after one of the first Netflix series of these lands. See how that does. If that does super well, then just that smile across your face is going to get so big because these books are going to go through the roof. And we're talking Starlight is one of them that's been announced as a possible series coming up. This is actually a really good story. Uh, Jupiter Circle, not my cup of tea, but a lot of people liked it. This is one of the variant covers for that. There we um, go. That's why I like this one. A, a, pretty much everybody across the board enjoyed this one just because it's all out of action. Nemesis. That's another one that you'll want to pick up. Uh, this was an interesting thing about uh, afterlife and being reborn in a fantasy fairy tale kind of world. So-called reborn. And that's a very good one, too. Uh, MPH is about a drug that makes you super fast. And uh, then there's some various other ones that he's listed as well. But those are just some examples of some of the hot books that you could get right now for super cheap, like 50 cents a book, and just sit on them until they blow up. Um, now, I have more here that I can discuss, but I, I know, Kevin, you have some, too. Did you want to bring some up? Yeah, I've got a couple right here. Okay. Right here is Captain America 333. This is the first um, appearance of John Walker as Captain America. And there was a small turn in time, and Steve Rogers mm-hmm. left the role as the captain. And it's a cool cover here, I think. I like this cover. You know, it's like nobody in there. It's kind of like an empty mask. You uh-huh. see all the people in the background. And we can see what you paid for it, too. Yes, indeed. And you Unless know that's on the cover. Well, that's no, not on the cover. Okay. It's just a little sticker there. You know, that, that Captain America with it, the empty inside, it kind of reminds me of Chevy Chase and the Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Really? Kind of, you yeah. guys all remember this John Carpenter, not classic? You know what? I actually was thinking about going back and watching that. Is it? Is it's it, not terrible. Yeah, is it better than what I thought? Because when I was a kid, I did not realize, I, I didn't know much about the Invisible Man. I just thought he was, you know, like a cool 
Monster Universe monster, but then Chevy Chase was in it, and it was supposed to be like, oh, wow, hip. You would think it was funny, but it most certainly was not. It was actually a drama. Pretty heavy drama, actually. Hmm. Sorry, Kevin. We just have a habit of interrupting you. Don't worry. We'll do it again. This is another one I think that will be of interest. This last book will probably be a character that will debut in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but Mm -hmm. this one... Spider-Man is making a continues making his comeback. Spider-Man 149. This is the first true appearance of Ben Riley from the original Clone Saga of the mid seventies. Ben Riley, yes, and yeah. Ben Riley goes on to become the Scarlet Spider. Yes, and is associated with the Jackal, who I believe was one of the clones or something. I mean, he's right on the cover. It says right. either way, the Jackal will have his revenge. So he's right. involved in this cloning. That course as showed. <laughs> And this is just my little secret pick right here at some point. This issue here of Adam Kenny X-Men 285 is the first appearance of Mikhail Rasputin. Excuse mm. me. Mikhail Rasputin is kind of like the third member of that family between Colossus and Ileana. He's kind of like the evil brother. He was a, a played a factor in the Age of Apocalypse. So this is someone who can pop up at some point in the future. And it's real cheap to get, so... Think about it. Candy X Men 285. I already have a couple issues myself. Get it for probably maybe three, four, five bucks. So something to get, just like you said, invest for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I have one. You got one? Hit us. I have one. This is a book that I'm not going to say to go out and get it because if you have it by now, you're probably screwed. But if it's sitting around your estate and you don't know what this is, we are talking about Amazing Spider Man 361. And this in a 9.4 right here. This will eventually be going on sale. Now, much like Morbius. Predictably, the trailer shot Morbius's first appearance, Amazing Spider-Man 101, through the roof. Mm-hmm. The trailer will do the same for this. In fact, just Venom alone, the movie, with a cameo of Carnage, just made this book go extremely high. Uh, if you're lucky, you could still maybe find this around out there for like 200 bucks at a 9.4. Probably find it a hair cheaper, depending on who's trying to get rid of it. But um, this book is definitely going to go up. This is like a guaranteed return on your investment. I promise you. Um, it's just a matter of how much it will return. No. Is there a, a comment you want to say? Moving. We All don't right. need to whisper. We do our inside baseball out loud here <laughs> for our audience, okay? Uh, we were talking about the spinach in your teeth. I'm sorry. Spinach. Yeah. I haven't eaten spinach since 1987. You ate it out of a can, didn't you, you heathen? No, I thought it was cool. Oh, by the way, quick uh, interlude here. Donald, would you like to take a moment uh, and yeah. just show this fine piece from We Can Be Heroes? All right. Uh, so Julio at the shop here, he wanted me to just briefly mention this, uh, that uh, a long time ago, Neil Adams, uh, and we all know or should know who Neil Adams is. Uh, he's a very, uh, very Artist. great, Classic. very special uh, artist and Specifically in the DC universe, but uh, you know, all over. And uh, uh, Skate Man, anybody? <laughs> Skate Man? No? Okay. Sounds like um, a Mega Man villain. It really, it really does. It really <laughs> does. Uh, so he would do comic write ups for Playboy occasionally, and this is one of them. This is, uh, you can see they're all autographing her behind. Wow. <laughs> we could probably show this and get the PG 13 rating because it is art, Kevin. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, and she has all these pens. Like, they can't share pens. Who knows where they're putting them Does he put something like this on sale, or is this just cool? I don't think he likes to be remembered for that, actually. 
Okay, uh, well, we'll make sure to go ahead and get rid of this one here. Just burn it. Burn it to the ground. Okay, no, not really. This is kind of a fun little comic I see in front of here, Donald. Not nearly as fun as your Crash Test Dummies collection, which... (laughs) That's true. I did have a Crash Test. I still do. Crash Test Dummies, number one comic book. Um, So, all right. The WB, they just announced here recently with the trailer, the Stargirl um, series. So there's a new uh, WB series coming out and it's got Stargirl and it's uh, and Stripe, who's the robot. I think it's her stepdad that gets into the robotic suit and he's like an Iron Man to her. Um, what would you say? Uh, Captain Marvel, I guess. Uh, so this is the first appearance of both. This is Star- Stripe number zero. This is actually written by Jeff Johns. This is his first, if I recall, his first uh, DC work is doing this series. And I believe he wrote the character, based the character off his sister. Yeah. Um, oh, is, yes. Now, Donald, moved, yeah. I, I want to throw something away, out yeah. about this book. You and I had a conversation actually about this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Did you say one of the contingents of owning this book is you need to have a 9.6 or higher to really make it worth it? I think so, yeah. I think it's important that uh, since this book came out in 99, it's what? Jesus. It's 21 years old. 20-year book. Where did the time? Okay, I'm going to talk about my age later. This is, this is a twenty, a little over twenty years uh, old. This book, and you're going to have to be you're it, in order to get a good resale on this. You're going to have to have it in a nine six or above as far as condition. Now nine six, uh, basically the way you grade that, it's it's you know uh, zero to ten, and uh, a nine six is really good. Probably the best you'll be able to get is a nine eight. Uh, you know, so nine six. Maybe even a 9.2 or a 9.4, you'll be able to sell it, but not as high. Um, but this book I actually just sold. Uh, you did? Yeah. That particular what? one? Or do you have multiple yes. copies? Yes. No, I sold this one. This one just got sold. I sold it on uh, eBay. I think I made $30 in profit Why'd you, why'd you? of it. So what did you initially purchase that? Was that a 50-cent bin book? Yeah, this was a 50-cent bin book. Okay. So right now you'll probably be able to pick it up for... 30 bucks is what you're looking at. Uh, <laughs> you would know. Right. So did you miss the train on this? Almost. Should you grab it now if you want it? Yes. Um, but I'm going to advise if you don't like the characters or don't care and just want to flip it to make money, don't get this book. Only get this book if you do care about the characters and you want to just set it quietly, have it gain some value over time. It can do that for you, but it, it's not going to be a quick flip in, in money for you unless you can find it. For less than thirty bucks, if you can get it for ten dollars, I'd still get it, and then just post it on eBay or Instagram, however you do it, and sell it. This is Stars and Stripes number zero, first appearance of both characters. Uh, you got anything else, Kevin? Well, although this isn't the first appearance, but it's still a nice book to have, in my opinion. Really cheap to get. Excalibur number one from the late eighties. I have a feeling at some point this can get be one of these Disney Plus shows in the future. With the Excalibur team, you know, offshoot of the X Men. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I, I think there's a lot of potential for these characters, uh, particularly Captain Britain. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah, I think Captain Britain's an important character. He's right there. Uh, his costume's amazing, by the way. He just looks cool as shit. And uh, you know, outside of the the U.S. has a lot of heroes, mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be quickly uh, learned, especially with Netflix, uh, and through Netflix. Netflix started doing a lot of um, 
And like one of the first ones was with the the guy that was in uh uh the band with uh Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Max uh not Max Weinberg, uh the uh, other guy. Uh I think he's the bassist or something. Uh, from the E Street band. That's yeah, yeah. Really random. Um, but uh he had his own uh Lilyhammer. Lilyhammer. Mm. That was the name of it. That was the name of the series on Netflix. Now what Lilyhammer did, it walked the fine line of it was uh it was in uh what did they speak? Uh Norwegian in in english yeah it was a dual thing and then suddenly you start seeing more of these things pop up on netflix where they would speak japanese sometimes in english others spanish and then english so you're getting these dual language series that are coming out uh, on netflix so if disney plus if disney's smart enough to take notice of that um not saying that this one needs a dual language because it's you know from britain and it's in english and everything but it's a good way to start to try to put heroes in other parts of the world, in other corners of the world, to bring interest in these heroes into the the, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that's a good book, Kevin. Very, no, very guys, I'd like to take a quick break from prospecting and reach back sure. into the short box here. Uh, the short box here for our buddy We Can Be Heroes, of course, sitting here at 20936 Devonshire Street in Chatsworth, California, home of Donald's former profession. <laughs> and there's a couple books here that he requested that we make sure to show you guys, just so you know that he has them. Ultimate Spider-Man number 33. Okay, for those that don't know about the Ultimate Spider-Man story coming, that, that might be coming soon. So we have Miles Morales now from the Ultimate Spider-Universe. He's in the regular Marvel Universe now in comic books. So he's the only one that's actually made the transition. Yet. The uh, Donny Cates, who has done uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and has done some good things of Absolute Carnage and stuff, he had mentioned that he wants to bring Ultimate Venom into the Marvel Universe. And I think I think I know his reason why. Venom in the Marvel Universe now has become so much of a hero or an anti-hero that I think it's going to be very hard for them to turn him back into mm. a villain. So I think if he's going to bring Ultimate Venom in, He's going to bring Ultimate Venom in as a villain, as a true and it's going to have him be the true opposer of of um, Spider Man, Miles Morales, and Peter Parker. So Did, it'll, it's a cool idea. Hmm. That's why these books are going to start blowing up soon. So grab them now while you can. Did, They're going to be cheap right now. Did, did you say he's transitioning? Yes, I did. It's tran- makes the transition <laughs> not transitioning. All right, he's not oh. wearing uh, anything. Uh, what Less. a surprise! Ultimate Spider Man. Number 34. Yes. Oh, great. That yeah, was... this is the whole, uh, I believe this I just... is the whole run for the uh, for the Ultimate Venom. So grab that. Snatch it, it up. It is on top of the fact that we are going to get a finale here of Amazing Spider-Man number Ooh, 16. Here we go. Uh, That's yeah, yeah, we're bringing it. Amazing bringing Spider-Man it. annual number 16. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who's the first appearance, Kevin? A lovely lady who should have been in that movie last year, Monica Rambeau. And on Martin well, Luther King Day, deserves all the love. This lovely lady. Technically, is, she uh, was in the movie, but you know what I'm saying. She should amazing, have been as the prized, amazing character. title character. And a rather affordable price, gentlemen, at yes. the moment. Strike Force. It's a new Marvel comic book out right now. I think they're on issue three or four. Monica Rambeau has a prominent uh, feature in that, along with Blade. And uh, a few other characters as well. Um, I believe Wiccan's in there. And uh, uh, Jessica Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Yeah, Spider-Woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Spider-Woman. And uh, a few, one or two others, I believe. But uh, 
that's going to be a hot book. It, it, it's had some heat on it for a while, and it's only going to go up because she's going to she's going to appear in the MCU. I can almost guarantee it because when everybody said Captain Marvel and it was like a blonde white girl, everybody's like, "Oh, great!" You know, wonderful. Well, I mean, she already did make her appearance in the movie, but just as a grown adult, it, that's what we're looking for, right? She was she was a little kid, yeah, a little kid, not as a superhero, so it doesn't it doesn't count, doesn't yeah. quite resonate with the uh, with the Marvel fandom as it should when her full appearance grown up happens. Also, but they teased us, they teased it. Mm-hmm. Also, one more note about we can be heroes before we jump back into prospecting here. Uh, this shop is outstanding and i would probably go a little as far look to say us. look at this this is your shop for variant covers yes i don't think there's any question about it uh i know donald's very excited every time he sees his vampirella variant covers those mm-hmm. are really awesome i can't They're beautiful you can see them across right across from <clears throat> us is a whole nother wall of just variants and right behind us here are all of their new releases of comic books that they they get in every every week basically uh one more thing i do want to mention uh, that you guys don't know about, maybe you do, but about We Can Be Heroes, is this coming Saturday, the 25th, on my mother's birthday. Oh, my goodness. They are having a giant sale here at the shop. They acquired a collection of 12,000, over 12,000 comic books. Did you just say 12,000? Over 12,000 wow. comic books that they're going wow. to be selling here at the shop starting at 11 a.m., they're going to have hot dogs and sodas and things like that. So stop on by, get yourself a, a, a drink and a, and a dog and pull out some cool 50 cent books. Who knows? You might find, you might get lucky and find some 50 cent now, keys. Now, quick question. As I'm sitting here right now, are they, are these books currently here or is this? No, no. They're bringing them in on the day what? because they don't, they, they don't want to give anybody an advantage of like seeing the books ahead of time or anything. Okay. So they have them in storage. They have them kept away. Uh, they have a locked, uh, a locked uh, room. They have an armed guard in oh, wow. front of it. That's um, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a very secure location. It's uh, the site is not known to anybody, not even uh, but the owners and the two owners each have uh, two digits, I think, or three digits of the key that gets them in the key passcode to unlock the room. Is it kind of like the, the nuclear code thing where you need two people on each side to put exactly. the key in and you got to yes. turn them simultaneously? Yes, that's exactly what they have uh, to look do. Look, guys, let's be serious here. That's amazing. You know, Kevin, of course, you, you, you of course, are a little surprised with the song, but book mining especially with all the advantages of the internet now. Look, if you got the eyes and you have the patience to do it, this is going to make you money. It's really almost a guarantee at this point that if you can find certain well, titles. it's always about patience anyway. When you're looking for a key book in a long box or a bunch of boxes, I mean, we've done this for years. Mm-hmm. It's all about patience. I just want to take a quick moment to uh, to mention this book <laughs> that uh, was back behind Darren over here, and we got a request to just talk about it for a second. It's Pervana. Um, like it's Pervana? Kitty, Kitty Nirvana, apparently. Uh, Kitty uh, Jenkins returns to guide you on an absurdly amusing odyssey through time and meowder space. Yes, it said meowder space on the back, guys. So, so, basically, <sighs> so basically, it's kind of like a Buddha kitty. You know, I don't want to be a hater, but Ravana. have we seen some of the artwork in there? This is I like mean, a Buddha cat. This is this is kind of like almost like Very children's trippy. storybook hour. Very trippy. Kind well, of stuff. I think this cat would disagree, Darren. That cat would disagree. He looks think? like a very disagreeing cat. Okay. Very angry for the headdress it's being forced to wear. Uh, he, he looks Hindu. I mean, is That's that a she? Uh, Pervana, would Nirvana be Jesus Hindu? Jesus. No, it's Buddhism. Buddhism. Thank you. 
Anyway, here, Kevin. okay, so we got Pravana out of the way. Now we're going to go back to uh, some more prospecting <laughs> here. Oh. <laughs> so basically, as far as prospecting is concerned, you have to look at a lot of things. And uh, you have to look ahead is, is the big thing. Of course. For me... Um, Projects. Yeah. Can you look at this book and see if that's uh, his first appearance as that character? That guy? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Live um, fact-checking on the air, folks. Always. Always. So, okay, so... Um, <clears throat> Mr. King, uh, Tom King, wrote a series called uh, – I'll take it out if I can. Boy, this tape is Yeah, legit. we did not rehearse the removal here. No. I'm going to take it out of this bag. Some serious adhesive. Now, I bought this for 50 cents, I think, or a dollar or something. This isn't the, even the first issue. It's the, the Visions, uh, number one. It ended up being a 12-issue miniseries that Tom King did. Um, critical claim. A lot of people loved it for Marvel Comics. Highly recommended it. And now we've got WandaVision coming on Disney+. And they said it's like nothing you've ever seen. It's part comedy and part action. So that's pretty much what this is. You know, Donald, just by taking it out of the plastic, you've dropped its value 15%. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I'm rich in comics. What do I know? I'm kidding. Uh, no, you're not. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but this is a cool, cool book. You can still get them reasonably priced before the Disney Plus series lands, and then you realize, oh, crap, they're basing it on this book. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, is I think Disney Plus, because it is obviously relatively new, this is when you really want to jump on board here because, you know, they yeah. are doing everything in their power to make this platform work. It, don't they have over there in the case, they have the first um, um, uh, where Moon Knight? In a Let were- me find. Yes. Yeah. I think it's in a Werewolf by Night number 32 would be the first appearance of Moon Knight. And I think they have it over there in their in their glass case. And we're going to take a look real quick. Darren's going to look. Uh, and I'm going to... Kevin, can you please sing something while they wait? Sing? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I see. You, you want to do like an incantation for the book we're about to show? <laughs> yes. So we can bring it back the, uh, the lunar moon and uh, the blood moon or whatever. I don't know. This is this is Werewolf by Night number thirty-two. This is the origin and first appearance of Moon Knight, aka Mark Spector. And this is at a five-five, guys. Look how beautiful this book is. I'm going to stand up for this one to show you because it's got that plastic on it, so so you can see how beautiful that book is. Now at a five-five, guys. First Moon Knight in existence. That's what this book looks like. This book you're not going to be able to touch for cheap. Um, at a five-five, this is an eight hundred dollar book, easy. Easy $800 book. So, oh, I look better with that. Look at that reflection. He's setting up the pins. He's setting up the pins. I'm waiting for him to knock them down. Come on, knock them down. So, yeah, I'm not going to say I have this book, but. But you are, so you can say to Kevin, hey, guess what I have that you don't. No, I'm not going to do that. Sweet revenge. This is a Werewolf by Night 32. This is a great book. If you have the extra money and you want the character, if you want the character, get the book. If you don't care about the character, don't get the book. <laughs> Who's going to pay $800 for a book and then try to flip it for more later on? Like, especially for a Disney Plus series. I don't, I don't. Not worth it. Not not worth it right now. Uh, Vanna, could you please return that? And so I don't think that I would, I would go that route. Kevin, do you have any more books? It's a second. You want to, I'm not sure what to think about that one. I don't know why I brought that one. It's a character that's kind of. Well, you, of... you want to talk about Korvac, right? The first appearance of Korvac. And his was in, I think it was a Defenders Annual number five, if I recall. Ooh. Now, I could be wrong on the number, and apologies if I am. Um, I'm just going from memory, and I'm old. So, 
uh, Kevin brought in a what if Avengers had become pawns of Corvac. So it's a cool book. Cool looking book. Paid a couple bucks for it. And who knows? Corvac is a character that has yet to appear in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Much like Kang, by the way. And Wonder Man. Mm. Wonder Man. Which we need to see. We need to see all these guys. I've been recently diving into the uh, the Marvel's uh, Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes animated series before they did Avengers Assemble, the follow-up animated series. Because I do have Disney Plus now at my house. So I've been watching that. And uh, they go deep cuts on these. They have uh, they have Grim Reaper, who's on the cover of this. <laughs> they have Grim Reaper in it, and he's actually a pretty badass villain. Uh, they have uh, you know some characters that you just... Kang the Conqueror, you don't see him anywhere. And he's prominent in that series, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Uh, Korvac is somebody that we need to see. And if Marvel was smart, they'd put him in something or do something with him, for sure. Definitely. Well, also, too, I mean, it's just, you're talking sheer volume of content at this point. Like, mm-hmm. no, considering Marvel, Marvel wants to keep this really fresh, they're going to have mm-hmm. to put every character, they're going to have to empty the universe to get stuff out there because the demand for their content is very high at this moment. So what were we able to find out about this book, Doctor, or alleged Doctor, or alleged Chancellor Kevin? So alleged. I think that uh, earlier we had the first appearance of, of Marvel Man. He's in a different comic. Right. But the first time they call Marvel Man Quasar is in the Incredible Hulk 233. Yeah, now there, there is back debate back. between 233 and 234, but I believe it's 233. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on, on the there. Cover. But yeah, he's, he's on the cover. They do call him Marvel Boy in here on the cover, but I think that changes in the book. And, that, and that, um, maybe, maybe that's the difference. Maybe they call him Marvel Boy here, and then the next issue, maybe that they call him Quasar. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, that could it be it. That could be but it. Uh, for that reason alone, uh, Quasar is somebody that should be on your radar. Absolutely. You need a Quasar radar. Now, you need it as soon as possible. That is a proper rhyme. Quasar radar. Quasar radar. So you get the Quasar radar. Uh, basically, he is an outer space Green Lantern on his own. He uses these bands, these power bands, to manifest and create like things, items. Manifest. So he can create like a big gold-looking like statue of uh, of an Oscar in order to hold up a building or something. You know what I mean? Like like that, like the Green Lantern core, like they would do. But he doesn't have a core behind him. He's a lone character, so that's what separates him a little bit from Green Lantern. And I don't think that the bands work on willpower, if I recall. They just work. They're space bands. Space bands. <laughs> now, now, Kevin, I, I have a question for you, sir. Yes. There's a film coming out next month called The Birds of Prey. Oh. Do you have access to a Batman Adventures number 12 by Kelly Puckett? I wish I did, to be honest with you. Or you know what? I take that back. I might. Back in the East Coast. We've talked about this. In yeah. the attic. He might. I might, because I remember our good friend of the show, Shant, mentioned mm-hmm. that at Costco back in the day, they came in these packs. I'm like, you know what? I think I have one of those packs. I just have to find it. But it sounds so familiar where they would put a bunch of comics together in a Costco pack back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. I might might have. I just and, got to find and it. And this is a first appearance of whom? The lovely Harley Quinn. Exactly. One of the most valuable books of the 1990s, along with Deadpool, of course. First appearance of Harley Quinn in the uh, comic book world. Not her first appearance in the, the DC Con- continuity continuity universe. That was, a, that was either different. a Batman or Detective Comics issue during um, No Man's Land, if I recall. 
but yeah, that's an important one. That one goes for what, like a grand now, at if, least. If it's a really, really nice looking issue, yes. Good luck with that. I mean, it should be a nice looking issue. It came out in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be stupid if they didn't take care of it. But yes, it's it's up there. Hundreds of dollars are not at least a thousand dollars. Any other point. any other books? Well, I would like to take a moment also, too, to mention Bloodshot, uh, which I'd like to share. Ah, yes. A little inside baseball, you know, with you guys here. We have differing opinions on Bloodshot here. Now, Eternal Warrior number four, which I've just been informed by our cameo phony chancellor, yes. uh, is uh, the first cameo chancellor. appearance by your chancellor. Of, of Bloodshot. Now, Bloodshot is a really cool character. And, of course, being someone who grew up in the 90s, watching a number of independent comic movies that were like, I would say, yeah, they're really good. They didn't necessarily make a lot of money per se, um, but they weren't necessarily supposed to because comic book films in the 90s were really not a big thing. But I'm of the opinion that I, I would take Donald's side a little bit that the financials on this could be questionable, but the quality of the film, I'm not ready to write off just yet. Right. And that is a big thing because you somebody has to start it somewhere. Remember, we had Batman Begins that had a production budget of like $125 million. Iron Man 1, and, I, and, I don't think you barely and, had and I think domestically, it took in like 170 or something like that, Batman Begins, and then Dark Knight quickly becomes a $500 million film. So could Bloodshot be a big run here, potentially, of independent comic characters, being that it you know, was could be a sleeper hit. Italian. Could be a sleeper hit. You never know. If not domestically, then internationally. You never know. It's going to fall on its face. Would you talk to Vin Diesel's face? Yeah, I'd be like this. Vin Diesel, it's going to fall on its face. But Vin, short. But you know what Vin would say to you? Hey, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I know he does. He really does. Quarter mile at a time. So, it's amazing. But, but my big thing here is that, I mean, you're talking about, you're coming out in March, mm-hmm. which is an interesting release date. And you March don't, 13th. You do not want to scoff at March, folks. March has Friday, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Didn't uh, Gladiator come out in March? No, it came no, out it came in out May. Yeah. Um, but I will say Didn't that... Didn't Shrek 2 Cap- come out in March? May. No, uh. Captain Marvel did come out in March, which obviously was had a massive oh, that's a little, behind it. Yeah, that's a little um, But, I mean, there are films that do come out in March. Three Hundred came out in March. It did come out in March. So Watchmen I, came out in uh, April. But, my whole point I'm making here is is that I don't know what comic book film is going to be competing with Bloodshot in the month of March. Mm. And this sometimes it's not even about having a great film. Sometimes it is about who is your competition. Yeah. And it has a three-week head start before the new mutants comes out. Yeah, and, and this That's is an also another thing you have to get. It's kind of like we, we say in softball. It's not about did you beat the best team. It's did you beat the team to win the championship. So if they're <laughs> – if your team you can't beat is right there in front of you and you're you don't have to face them, so be it. Bloodshot's the same thing. Talk about fantasy football. That was a that was a killer. You lost. I, I was the winningest team. You lost. Uh, thanks to Darren, I was the winningest team. It was a ten and ten and two. And you still blew it. And I lost to a guy that uh, didn't have a winning record. He came in in the in our Super Bowl and uh, and beat me by. Like 10, 15. 10, 10 to 11 points. How much money did you job. miss out on? Well, a hundred and something. I don't know. I mean, but we don't gamble. I'm kind of shocked <laughs> that they didn't have a second place prize. I mean, can't you at least give the buy-in back? It's, it's kind of, <laughs> honestly, like, in my league, third place at least gets their buy-in back. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's a small league though. So yeah, it's it's know. hard to win these. I don't anyway. know. I don't know the rules. I don't make the rules. I don't care for the rules. So we've been prospecting quite a bit here, ladies and gentlemen, and I highly recommend you take our advice. We are not currently at this point under contract by anybody. We are no. doing this out of the not kindness yet. of our hearts. Not yet. And the idea is, is that we want to give you these ideas, hoping that our ideas will catch on and we will eventually build a much larger base because guys, we do know what we're talking about. We are not only people that study the uh, financials and the economics of comics. We are readers and collectors ourselves. And you can see these things coming sometimes from a mile away. If you're willing to put the work in, Mm -hmm. that's the key. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, I, I know some people, they just get lucky. They were like, oh, my cousin was throwing out some books. So I took him and I had uh, first Batman in it or something. And you're like, are you shitting me? What? You know, and then that other times life. it's like uh, you see a, a friend of yours that you haven't run into in a while. And he's all like hobbled up and walking around. And you're like, what? what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I've been, you know, on my knees looking at short boxes for seven days straight. <laughs> you were on the floor under a table in a garage. And Eating hot pockets. Yeah, so, you know, I had to get up there at four in the morning and look at the stuff. Yeah, those are the people that come out with, with the good stuff because they're first. They're in line and they're they're hungry for it. We don't we don't always have that luxury. We don't, a lot of us have nine to fives. Uh, but some people, you know, that they can take the time off or can, you know, do a weekend thing. They don't own businesses. They can just but if you think for away. one second, at least one of us will not be here right at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Looking through 12,000 books, folks. 12,000. This is how you win. Sometimes it is about the availability. Are you going to get out of bed? Come down here at 11 a.m., which... It's nothing. It it really is nothing. I mean, it is for some people, I guess. But, I mean, are you going to come down here and do all the mining that is necessary for you to build your collection? So necessary. I mean, you can... You're watching us live. You can also rewind this anytime you want just to double-check the titles. Trust us on this Mm -hmm. one. This Mm -hmm. is coming from us. This is... We have literally done prospecting pretty much the entire hour here. So, I mean... Donald has made people a lot of money over the years just by thinking ahead. It's it's all about foresight, you know, and, and thinking about... Yeah, foresight on that Moon Knight and many years ago. Yeah, that was a $40, $40 purchase 10 years ago, I think, or something like that. Uh, Taskmaster was a $10 purchase, and that's a... Oh, for me, it was a $0.50 cent purchase. Yeah, that's a $350, <laughs> you know, $350 the, to $400 book. The one book that I featured, Spider-Man 361, I had in pristine condition for $8, folks. That is at least over two hundred right now, mm-hmm. and rising. Yeah, you get, you just got to look at uh, what's coming. What's coming up? Look at the shows. Look at the movies. Uh, look at the animation. Also, listen to the comic book creators themselves and what they've got coming down the pike as far as writing, because even within the books, there's still heat uh, because there's potential. Whenever there's potential, whether in the comic book form or on the the celluloid form on the big screen or on the on the small screen television, you're you're still looking at some heat there. And where there's where there's heat, there could definitely be some some fire and some some profitability to be had. And keep in mind, just a little perspective for y'all: if you were to buy one stinking share of Microsoft today, you would pay one hundred and sixty-two dollars for one share of a mm-hmm. company that has hundreds of millions of shares available. You guys, for one hundred and sixty-two dollars, you could get. 10 quality books that will turn the investment faster and will be tax-free. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, tax free. I'm gonna mention something real quick. Free Comic Book Day last year uh, came out with a Spider-Man book that had a uh, storyline that was running with Carnage and Venom in it. Um, the storyline ha- now has some amazing heat behind it. So again, this is something that was written in in the comic book world. So I recommend looking for this book. It was free on Free Comic Book Day. Now it's probably a ten dollar book. Wow! Before you know it, it's gonna be a fifty dollar comic book. So get it while you can. There's some heat behind this one. Uh, another one that's, that's had a general amount of heat, oddly enough, because it is uh, where the Avengers team with Captain Marvel to... Um, Which Captain Marvel? Uh, Marvel. Marvel. Okay. And they team with Drax, uh, the Destroyer. And uh, they go after uh, Thanos. And this is Captain Marvel number 31. Now this book uh, is we have we've seen kind of seen Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I get that, but what we don't know is if that Marvel has a relative or another brother or an evil version of Captain Marvel that you might see down the pike. Hmm. And just some of the some of the stuff if you can't afford, like if you can't afford the first appearance of Thanos. Or the first appearance of Captain Marvel or something. Books like this become important because they're just minor key books with great storylines that you can still pick up reasonably cheap. I mean, this is uh, anywhere from $15 to uh, $35, $40 book here. And you can just grab it. It's Captain Marvel number 31. Uh, it'll it'll always pretty much maintain its value. Um, it's not going to go down too much, uh, even if it does. But if, you know, they start diving a little bit more into these characters, books like this will start to go up. Uh, Another one that I'm surprised hasn't been talked about uh, uh, at all in in anywhere, and this is probably, you're going to hear it here first, is uh, we're looking at uh, Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter number five. It's the first appearance of Lady Shiva. Hmm. Lady Shiva is one of the ladies that um, helped train... Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, helped train Batman to fight, uh, to learn um, how to defend himself and to destroy his, his nemesis or nemeses, nemesis. Nemesis is. But uh, Lady Shiva is a cool character. This is Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter number five. This is a book you can pick up for a couple bucks still. Three to five, maybe ten. But. She'll make an appearance. It'll either be in the cinematic universe of DC or it'll be in somewhere within um, the television universe. Keep in mind, that's also going to depend upon uh, Shang-Chi and how well that does for MCU. And Shang-Chi's first appearance, I believe they have over in that glass case as well. Um, was it a Marvel premiere or Marvel Adventures or something I think like it's that? a Marvel premiere. Something like that. And it's first, uh, first Shang-Chi um, which is a very cool book. That's uh, Master of Kung Fu, I believe. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Number yep. 15. It's a special Marvel that's edition. Marvel edition. Special Marvel edition featuring the hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Look at this. I just name a book and, and there it pull is. it off, the, off the shelf over here. Thank you so much, Vanna. Look at that book. As a 7-0. Beautiful book. Great shape. Here's a chance Great for you cover. guys to screenshot this and bring up the resolution. We apologize. A little dark coming in there. Yeah. But it's an amazing book. Um, and they have it here available at We Can Be Heroes. Uh, and we can't mention comic shops 
without mentioning our sponsor. Yes. And our sponsor is... The Godfather of Comics. Spiros Heroes. Oh, wait. Isn't that where the commercial's supposed to play? Yeah. Oh, we're live now. We're live now. (laughs) So, unless you want... uh, You can make the music. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Just wanted to talk about a comic book shop in Canoga Park, California called Spiros Heroes. Spiros Heroes has over 300,000 comic books in their shop. Uh, Find them at SpirosHeroes.com. Probably going to be better off of finding them on eBay. And you can find them on Instagram. And uh, I believe they have a Facebook page as well. Um, But they're a great shop in Canoga Park. Not far from where we are. In fact, uh, these guys tend to help each other out uh, quite a bit, which is nice. Uh, they, 12 years yeah. strong, the shop's been going. You know, and mm-hmm. honestly, I, I like their eBay page. I personally prefer being in their shop. It's just a preference. Nothing beats being in the Temple of Comics. Because when you're posting things on eBay, it's just your opinion, what you think. Right. You prefer you prefer to be in their, in their in their shop and to look at the stuff than get it on eBay. I yes. get what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, especially because you want to take a look at it. And uh, I just picked up a, a key book yesterday at uh, Spiros Heroes. So if you want to check that out, it is posted on our Instagram page for The Real Short Box. And you can look and see uh, what I happen to be able to procure. It's uh, quite a doozy, actually. And to just keep your appetites all wet and everything like that, Kevin, just please make sure not to blow the secret on this. But we will be doing an unboxing potentially very shortly of a book that you sent out to get graded. Yes, it should be in. Hopefully this week. And this is going to be Thursday. Big Let's hope. time. Should be. Better be. Book. Mine's coming Thursday. We don't mm. unbox $15 books here, folks. No, we'll have two unboxings. Mine's coming in, too. We are yeah. unboxing Excellent. books that are worth typically around $500 plus. Or, or more, yeah. Yeah, there'll be some cool ones. We're going to post that on uh, Instagram. We're going to do a little video about it. We'll post it on, Inst- on our Instagram page. You might have seen uh, the Real Short Box. About the grade. Or, probably. And <laughs> we'll uh, also post it on Facebook. I'll either cry because it's really low or I'll cry because it's much more it's than much I expected. More expected. <laughs> which is what I always hope for. Don't always get, but it's, all, it's always what I hope for. Uh, what do we got? Hello. Hello. How are you? Good to, good to hear from you. We all know who that is, right? Who is this? I can't see from here. Sorry. It's Black. Rook seven. Yep, yep. I believe that's Evan, if I'm correct. Is Evan, is that you? Is that you, Evan? Let's see if he responds. Do you I get the wrong, or do this I get the a, wrong person? This is Evan your chance to respond? I think it's Evan. I think this is how that could movie be Unfriended began. And- <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, here we go. My son is watching. He loves the group hat. Oh. Where's the group hat? Do you have the group hat? Is this the group hat? It's Green Lantern, or... The Groot hat. And yeah, just, it's a, just so you know, we do have at the shop a first appearance of Baby Groot. Oh, yes. We do. We do. Yeah. yeah I, we got a baby I can see Groot it right now. Oh, Vanna's up there getting it for us. Yes. Here we go. Oh, turn my the, goodness. Look at the numbers. That. Look at the expedience Smooth. of this. Thank you so much. First appearance of Baby Groot. Look how adorable he is. I'm going to tell you, he is adorable. That's not Baby Groot on the cover. So, Kevin, you're. Your, but your it's child is going to be very Groot. ugly. It says it right here. <laughs> I know, but that's not Baby Groot on the cover. I'll you tell sure? you that. I know for a fact. Okay. okay. Yeah. 100% I know. Uh, baby Groot's adorable. That's less adorable. Now, who's more adorable, Baby Groot or Baby Yoda? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got comments over here from the audience. Uh, Who said that? I would they, say I would say Bikram Yoga. They they, <laughs> they definitely think it's Baby Wait, Yoga. Wait, don't, don't use that. They're, that guy's in trouble. Oh, <laughs> 
They well, definitely think it's. He still came up with a great idea, right? He did. Uh, he Don, did. do you have any other uh, books here you want to go over before uh, we? Uh, yeah, before we wrap away? this up, I just got a few more uh, books here. I'll go over them relatively quickly. Uh, uh, okay, it's classic. So movies. we've talked about uh, Johnny Blaze, and we've talked about uh, what is his name? He's the newest one, um, the Cosmic Ghost Rider. And we've talked about uh, um, uh, the the Ghost Rider that has the car. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the car, the, the the guy, the, the, the guy. Latin guy with the car. Latin dude with the car. Yeah, yeah, the, that Ghost Rider. I can't remember his name. If anybody remembers his name, tell me now because I can't remember it. But um, and then we kind of have a character here that got underrated, lost in the shuffle, underrated, got underrated. Ah, it's Reyes. Thank you, thank you very, very, very much, Evan. I appreciate that because I did not remember that. Um, so this is Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch first appeared in Ghost Rider number one. This is a nineties, nineteen ninety. Marvel comic right here. Almost 30 years or about 30 years. Look at that. Look at that. That's a cool cover. Cool 90s cover. Beautiful book. Beautiful book here. Number one, this book you can find online. If you go to eBay now, it's going to be a $10 to $15 book. Get it. Um, But you can still find it in the wild pretty easy for five or less. Saturday might be that day. Absolutely. <laughs> it really might. Yeah. If you come on down here to We Can Be Heroes and Chatsworth, fly out here if you have they to. They are having a sale over 12,000 books 12, at 11 a.m. this Saturday. They're going to have hot and dogs and sodas and stuff for the kitties. This book, as well, is in the shop, and that is the first appearance of the Ghost Rider. This is a heavy hitter. Johnny Blaze right there. We literally just request it, and it magically appears. Like, this is how much it. This is, I love being in the shop, guys. I'll tell you, the fact that we can literally blaze and catch together. Ask for any book. Blaze and catch together. And I'm talking about not just like major keys. I'm talking about stuff that these are in the thousands of dollars, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are really outstanding Mm -hmm. books right here. That, and this is an 8.0. It's an insane grade, an insane grade on a wonderful book. That's actually a really good deal, too, for the price. People have to sell their animals to get this kind of books. Sad. So sad. Oh. Oh, okay. is is there a chance that uh, Carla Gugino is nude in that book? No, no. that's not going to happen. No. And we're talking about Frank Miller's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Mm. Just picked Ooh. this up. I paid a dollar for it. Was that the name guys. of the sequel? It was. Yeah. A- Eva Green, right? So Eva Green. Never saw the um, want to get negative. We've heard uh, rumors have been spreading, and I, I'm not sure if it's been officially announced or not, that uh, Sin City is getting a, a television series at some point. So... That is something that's a really cool idea, a Sin City TV series. Um, I don't know if it'll be on uh, Rodriguez's network, the, uh, the El Rey El Rey network, or not. Which is off Direct TV now, which is bizarre. El Rey, yeah, it's not good. So we'll we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe we'll go on Showtime or something like that. But it's Sin City, and this is just one of the stories, one of the many stories Frank Miller's told over the years. That um, if this does become a television series. These books will go through the roof, and they've died down in popularity as far as price. Like I said, I picked this up for a buck. Were you guys at ArcLight when they did the special Sin City screening? Probably. Okay. Yeah, that's why I got to meet Frank Miller there and and Robert mm. Rodriguez yep. and Quentin, and they were really cool. I mean, it was a great experience just talking Sin City, a book I knew literally nothing about until this event. So yeah, and then they uh, they walked you through it. You were like, "What is this about?" And they set you down, and they they held your hand tenderly. Yeah, and they tenderly. told you all about Sin City. And Quentin, 15 years later, he said, in, in 15 years, 
you're going to be in my movie. Okay. Okay. And it was really exciting. And sure enough, it yeah, happened. It did. Yeah, it's true. It did. He's in the, in the scene. If you guys have seen the movie and even, even if you haven't, it's in the trailer. Uh, Bruce Lee, right. Is in a, in a fight scene. Once with, upon a time in Hollywood with, uh, yeah, with Brad Pitt and mm-hmm. once upon a time in Hollywood and Darren's just chilling in the background, smoking a cigarette, just watching everything take place. It's cool. It's a cool little scene. Took me right out of it, by the way. So thank you for that's that. What I do? Oh, oh, that's Darren, obviously. Okay. The well, fact, that's the Iron fact, Man too. The fact they yeah, paid you what seven thousand dollars just to stand there and smoke a cigarette. Well, I'm not allowed to express how much money that I made in these scenes, but uh, you know how that goes. <laughs> right. I know you signed an NDA. Ninety percent went to my agent. I signed an ABC. D E F G H I J K. When I did that, there I looked a little like Beaker with my face. Yeah. you know beaker. phenomena okay so anyway i think we're we're gonna we're, i think we're done uh, i've gone over everything i have here we need to talk about sprecker uh oh well we can yeah. sprecker um we could talk about google play music yes we could talk about uh spotify mm-hmm. we could talk go, about google play uh itunes itunes we could talk about uh blueberry which we're just <laughs> now on officially we're on blueberry mm-hmm. uh that's b-l-u-b-r-r-y blueberry uh, check us out there. Uh, we are on YouTube. We are on um, Facebook. We are YouTube Red. on Instagram. We're not on YouTube Red. What not do you mean? Yet. Is it the same company? We're, we're YouTube After Dark, maybe. Hmm. Oh. Did you usually put us on Friendster? Be, I, have, have, I won't have a shirt hey, on. Well, I don't YouTube know. After Dark. I, I thought MySpace was the better choice. Yeah, okay, or Friends pushing my band. Okay. You know, Understood. you can still go to myspace.com. Yes, you can. You Something can. Like I don't know my password, though. I have, I have it written down somewhere. Yeah. I Do you guys remember how you had to order your friends? Your top Oh, tens? the top. The top. What, it was top six or something, wasn't it? Top seven? I think you could expand them to top. They made it eventually where you can expand it, but at first you couldn't. <sighs> I remember personally. that. It was brutal. I used to have to, um, I would rotate out, and I would tell all my friends, now I'm rotating you out. So you're not going to be in my top six or whatever, but you will be next month. It's kind of like when your third cousin twice removed comes over your house and you just reach in the drawer and make sure to replace like your dog's photo with like your third cousin twice removed. So there was a face, uh, a Facebook post that a buddy of mine, a friend of mine named Pat Calder, and uh, he likes to remind me about stupid things I say throughout life, <laughs> usually on Facebook. So he pulled up an old Facebook post of mine like probably my first one. Mm. And I said on that post and he reposted it and tagged me in it. And it said, uh, don't know why I need to do this, but apparently I'm on Facebook now. Think MySpace is perfectly fine. And then dot, dot, dot. And then Pat posted it to me and he's like, I bet you don't feel that way now. What was this like 12, 13 years ago? 2008. When I put, yeah, it was 2007, I believe. Do you remember at our, our Arclight job when, like, the scheduling team was not doing the schedule on time and all they were doing was chilling on MySpace? That's true. Yeah. MySpace was very much grabbing people's attention. Anyway, we should let the audience go here. Yeah. Once again, thank you for tuning into The Real Short Box. My name is Darren. My name is Supreme Chancellor Kevin. And I'm Donald. And uh, you're welcome for all the great financial advice. <laughs> and uh, we'll but, yeah, make thank sure. You. Thank you for listening. I, I would like to say we'll see you at the comic shop. But since we're already here. Maybe we'll just see you here. All right. Um, thank you, guys. Hold the pose. Hold the pose. Hold, hold the pose. Hold the pose. This has been The Real Short Box. We'll see you at the comic shop. Thanks for listening. 